In a world full of uncertainty, one thing is for sure. Cancer doesn't stop during a global crisis. On Saturday, June 13th, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society will host a trailblazing event, Big Virtual Climb, sponsored by AbbVie, to support their investment in groundbreaking research to advance blood cancer cures and its first-in-class patient education and services, including financial support and clinical trial navigation. Step up to take cancer down by climbing 61 floors or 1,762 steps. Inside or outside, on stairs, on the road, or your treadmill, climb your way. Join us for an opening ceremony and then take on your climb with our heart-pumping playlist. Join us on June 13th from coast to coast as we come together to climb, conquer, and cure. Register at lls.org slash bigclimb. It would mean a lot if you would do this, uh, not only for everyone that's suffering from leukemia and lymphoma, but my wife's grandmother died of lymphoma. And so we'll definitely be participating in this. And we hope to see you participating as well on June 13th. I'm Deontay Burton, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Louis Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort? I'm not going to lie. I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shake Gilders Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robertson, and I'm down to dunk. Yeah. On you. Number of down to down. I'm Luke. Oh, this morning by Andrew. Slam through. Taylor. Don't you or won't do what you tell me. Don't you or won't do what you tell me. Don't you or won't do what you tell me. Slam through. And Jay. It's Jay. So, guys. What's up? Basketball is coming back. It's back. I mean, it's not back yet, but it's coming back. Back. It is. This would be a good time for the old uh, Alien Ant Farm. Wow. I know. It's back. July 31st is the proposed. I guess it's finalized. Yeah. Well, I guess it has to be finalized by the Players Association. Correct? Yeah. So today... Every every single team has a, a union rep, and the union rep will tally the votes for each team and send them in. Uh, you guys know who the union rep for the Thunder is? Man, I would have assumed Chris Paul, but he is the player's rep. Right. So It's not Chris Paul. I want you guys, say, want you guys to on. guess. Nick Carlson. Who would yeah. be the most surprising? Steven Adams. No, no. Lou Dort. No. The union rep for the Thunder. Luke, you got a guess? L-Man? L-Train? Uh, I would say Steven Adams. Nope. I already said nope to that. Um, <laughs> uh, it is Terrence Ferguson. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Is the union rep for the Thunder, which is just really pretty funny that that's, that's the guy <laughs> that is in charge it's of odd. It feels weird. I can just picture him 
somebody sending him the email and him just hesitating for too long to vote. <laughs> just doesn't even doesn't even, <laughs> re- doesn't even reply. Is he, yeah, nope. I'm gonna pass this on to somebody else. So that's a lot of stress. I'm gonna need to pass this. They're like, hey, Terrence, we're really gonna need a reply here in the next five minutes. He's like, oh, I just uh, can't ooh, ooh, and uh, travel. And uh, <laughs> oh no, see, I forwarded it. I followed. Uh, I, <laughs> no, I I've got forwarded. a. I, I got a friend that is uh, plays in the Skins League here in Oklahoma City. Oh, so yeah, really? yeah, yeah. Who is uh, it? Drew Whitmire. I've told you all about this guy. He's a. That's a real like legit league. Yeah, he's really good. His team beat Trey's team, Trey Young's team. Oh so, wow! Yeah, they're they're really good. He plays with like three or four old OU guys and everybody he played with plays played in college. But anyway, so he played in that league. And so he, you know, I always see posts about it. And so I was like, what is this thing? Yeah. Cause apparently I, I just hadn't heard about it, I guess maybe last year, I think I remember it, but it's relatively new and uh, also a super spreading event. Like without a question, <laughs> I'm like, what are yeah. you all doing? <laughs> like at least wear a mask inside. Like yeah. anyway, uh, but it was one of those things where Terrence Ferguson went, he didn't play, but he went and showed up in person. And it was like, I had literally this morning, I'm looking through all the Instagram pictures from this thing. So I'm trying to figure out more details about it. And I get to Terrence, this one picture with Terrence Ferguson. I'm like, I sometimes forget that he's like a person. Yeah. <laughs> like, like a real person outside of this, like, cause in, in on the thunder, he feels like this incredibly like shattered guy. Yeah. I'm like he's actually just kind of a 20 year old, 21 year old dude that has a life and exists and dude, maybe hopefully can apparently vote to move the NBA forward. Yeah. No, I thought the same thing whenever I saw him on Instagram, just walking his dog. I'm like, Oh, that's a, just a guy. He's just a guy. I forgot about that. Most he of these guys are guys. just guys. And they exist. And they exist. Yeah. Uh, so back to the news that we got sidetracked by T Ferg and his, Rightfully his, so. His, Rightfully role with, so. his role with the Thunder. Uh, but the Thunder and the rest of the NBA, or 22 teams from the NBA, will, 22 be, teams. will be resuming play on July 31st, uh, which is really exciting. So all players located internationally are to return to their local markets on June 15th. And then all players report June 21st. Testing begins on June 22nd. And then training camp will be from June 30th through July 7th. And then they all travel to Orlando. They travel to Orlando. And then July 31st is uh, is the day that the NBA is back. Wow. Yeah, and there's so many details. Uh, Zach Lowe and Kevin Pelton had a podcast yesterday that I listened to about it. There's a lot of details about what this season is going to look like. Um, the play-in tournament, is, it's kind of odd, but they really – I think they've made a really good effort to try and make it to where the Grizzlies had the highest odds of maintaining the eight seed. Yeah. Um, the only way there is a play in tournament is if somebody's within what they say four games. Yeah. So if the, if the ninth seed is within four games of the eighth seed, then they get to play for, and then, get to play and then in the play in game is two games and or one game. So if the game. eight seed wins the first game, it's over. Yep. If the ninth seed wins the first game, they have to play another game. Yep. So Memphis would get two chances to maintain the eight seed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let let alone the fact that 
you're looking at the gap that these teams have to close. And then on top of that, the schedule is going to be the wild thing because you got to think they removed eight teams that a majority of teams have filled up some of their wins on. Mm-hmm. You still have Washington. Yeah. You still have Phoenix. Those two teams, I mean, don't belong, truthfully. Uh, and it's it's kind of shocking that the NBA was like, yeah, just make it 22. Yeah, um, I know. But I'm assuming, you know, who knows what's going on in conversations and negotiations between those teams and their well, that's a money. Well, that's a money grab. Yeah, because I mean, if you right, can, we can throw two more teams in there and well, get, you can play those. The play eight games between the twenty-two teams, then you're recouping a lot more money, which well, is, a, is a part of it. With most of our listeners in and around Oklahoma City, what better way to promote your local business than through our show? Make sure that you go to theathletic.com forward slash podcast ads to check it out. There you can fill out a very simple form and we'll get back to you right away. Make sure you go to theathletic.com forward slash podcast ads for your chance to advertise on Down to Dunk. And I have a question too. Are there? Does each team have their own uh, local broadcast contract? They do. So each, okay. So then the eight teams that aren't there, do they, uh, maybe they don't necessarily have to finish out as many games as the other teams? You know, I don't really know the answer to that question. Because I'm just thinking, like, why would some teams, uh, I, I'm assuming some teams were like, you know what, we don't have to go to this. It's okay. Yeah. You know? Um, but I guess I, I don't know what the fight, because why wouldn't every single team fight if every team had to get 70 games for their local broadcast yeah. money to kick in? You well, know, like the only team that you hear of a lot is, of money. Yeah. The only team you hear of that said they didn't want to go is Charlotte. You know, everybody else, Chicago wanted yeah. to go. Cleveland, who, who, by the way, has the worst record in the Eastern Conference at 19 and 46. They put out a statement saying that they were going to use this as motivation in the future heck yeah like you gotta you're gonna use a global pandemic (laughs) and you know what they had to do to get the playoffs going as motivation going forward good job dan gilbert just 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 stay you man just read the room buddy i mean that's just i mean that is just unbelievable that That has a hundred percent to do with money then why oh, would yeah. he wouldn't put out a statement like that if they weren't if he wasn't just pissed and losing a bunch of money? I mean, it's just it's just Dan Gilbert just continuing to use Comic Sans on everything that he's. <laughs> so one of the things that um, Kevin Pelton talked about, and and you know Kevin Pelton sometimes he can just doesn't speak English, and I'm like I don't I don't know what you just said and the words that you just put together in two sentences, and so. But looking at the way that they're tentatively putting together the schedule mm-hmm. um, is that they're they're going forward with the next eight games that you had on your schedule yeah. against teams that are going to be in Orlando. Yep. Does that make sense, Taylor? You looked at me like yeah. I confused you as much as Kevin Pelton confused me. But yeah. there's like some yeah. there's so some confused. like nuance to it because like some teams there's, you know, like the schedules don't work out that way or, you know, one team will have a far harder schedule. But it kind of that's another one of those things for Memphis that really evens the playing field because the Grizzlies were going down, you know, like they were have a murderer's row end of their year. But at the same time, the Pelicans had a really 
light schedule to finish the season. Mm-hmm. So now it evens the playing field even more. And so, mm-hmm. but just looking at this for the Thunder, I'm just going to cruise through in, in eight games. So they would re, I'm assuming they would replay the Jazz as the first game of the season would be the Thunder versus the Jazz again. Then they'd play the Wizards. <laughs> oh, yeah. The which, Grizzlies. Which, by the, the way, Jay, I feel like you can't just skate over that. I mean, that right. being the first matchup. And it was the last, you know, attempt at a game that we saw, that anybody saw, right? Yeah. And that's the first game. And you get to see the Jazz on the court for the first time with Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. What is that going to look like? Everybody's going to be talking about their body language and everything. And then you get the thunder coming in. I mean, it's, it is going to be a wild first day. Uh, Here's my question. Are they going to do it to where some of these, I feel like we're going to be so starved for content nationwide worldwide, really, that I wonder if they're going to only regionalize some of these games or what it's like, wouldn't you offer, I mean, maybe you just do some sort of like condensed league pass and you play everything available for every, I don't know. I'm just trying, they're going to try to figure out how to recoup money in as many possible ways as they can. And I just wonder with, for me, I just would, what I'm trying to say is like, they should all be national. Like you should have, maybe you just put the Fox broadcast out there and you have FS1 just runs NBA games Mm -hmm. or something like some way for them to move it to where it's all national. I mean, you don't, I mean, there is going to be some, somebody, some national TV, whatever is going to step up and say, Hey, I'd like to have that on my station right now. At, they have zero content. No at, one has co- enough content. At, at yeah, new, but the hard, but, but the hard part is, what does that cut your? Does because one of the points of this is fulfilling regional TV market deals, yeah. right? Yeah. So for me, is I'm like, if, if you you would have to figure out a way to do it to where those those entities mm-hmm. uh, can still maintain that part of it because you can't. One of the rules is always like. And for the Thunder, I don't think this would matter anymore, but you can only have so many games that are specifically licensed to like TNT or ESPN. Right. Because, you know, there'll be those nights where they both play. You have you can watch it on both channels, but then there's nights where you can only watch it on TNT. And there's so there's there are only so many games that you can do that way within their contract. I don't know the specifics of it, but I just wonder, like, would there be a way for since it is owned by Fox, which is the only thing that's still I think Fox sports the local stations are the only ones that aren't owned by disney anymore but i'm just trying to think of like how would you make it more nationalized to where it's like dude this is it's going to be pretty much playoff caliber basketball for eight games and then you know playing tournament which is going to be unique and really fun and then you're going to have a great playoff which once you get to the playoffs everything becomes public you know but i just wonder how they're going to do it for those eight games because i feel like I, i mean i would watch so much basketball I think they'll probably <laughs> just keep it as is and just be on regional networks and then League Pass. And they'll probably just, just promote League Pass like crazy. It's, yeah, and they'll do some special. Like for $100, you can have all teams for the next eight games. You know, they they might do it free. Like everyone is doing all their stuff for free. Just uh, yeah, you're, it, I mean, it makes sense to do it for eight games. It'd be a tight PR move to make it free. Yeah, it's just the right move to do. But, but if you're um, trying to make money. I'd be a little surprised if they made it free. That'd be even awesome. So, even That'd just for great. eight games? Dude, eight games. You can make a lot of money. Yeah, but if you can make yeah, I say if you can make a hundred million dollars in eight games. 
Well, and I guess it's eight times eleven, so it's eighty-eight games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that yeah. right? And and you have the option yeah. on League Pass. Eight times eleven to, is eighty-eight. To There's buy twenty-two teams playing eight games. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, you have the option to buy one game if you wanted to on League Pass. So if yeah, there's yeah. one game you wanted to watch, you could go buy the individual. Yeah, but game. I want to watch them all, so all the time. I want to watch them nonstop. So back to the schedule. Wizards. Yeah, so they play the Jazz. If it run, if it lines out anyway like this. Jazz, Wizards, Grizzlies. So that's three. Nuggets, Heat, Nuggets. Mm-hmm. So what are we at? Six. Six. And then you would finish with the Suns and the Clippers. Yep. I think Thunder probably go 500 in that. Could go 500 in that. Yeah. Probably maintain the random seat. I mean, I, it doesn't, I'm not sure seating really matters as much as matchups, but we tried to play that game last year and it did not work out for us very well. <laughs> well, and now, now there's what's home court. What does home court mean now? Just everyone's in the same place. It's going to yeah. be so weird. I think we're going to get very strange outcomes in the playoffs this year. Yeah, I, with without a doubt, it's it it's going to be very weird because I I don't know if they are going to go with any of the proposals that they've made. I just can't honestly. I just can't see them doing anything that's been proposed. I mean, like the, seven it, fouls for your one player yeah, or something. Seven, oh, that's thinking, awful. No, seven fouls. Let's give Dort seven fouls. Let's see what you can do, Lou. A possession, an extra possession. Well, that, no, no, no. So one of the proposals was like the home court team gets the ball at the beginning of the second, third, and fourth quarters. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one that I could see. I mean, that's easily done and doesn't seem outrageous. Yeah. I mean, I it couldn't even define what competitive advantage that would really provide. It doesn't seem like it's a ton. Yeah. Hey, guys, it's Dale, man. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, I got a quick question. <laughs> I've been getting ready for for work as on mute as we've been doing this, and I've been thinking, have they said like what they're gonna do if a team shows up and like eighty percent of them have coronavirus? <laughs> well, have I mean, they talked about that? <laughs> no, they haven't. They haven't discussed details like that yet. They have. I mean, they talked about how they're they'll do testing prior to their arrival in Orlando, and basically because- basically do a quarantine before they arrive in Orlando. Because that's because all this is great, but like this is, you know, over, you know, this is two and a half weeks from now when this is just starting, you know, and that it just seems awful presumptuous just to say, oh, yeah, two and a half weeks. Everything's going to be great. There's not going to be a single problem when like you look at two and a half weeks from today and then and just go back like that every two and a half weeks like we're in a country where big things are changing on a consistent basis. That's the only thing that is you can count on right now is big changes. So like I'm a, I hate to be the bet like Debbie Downer and all this, but like, what does that look like? That's something that they have to figure out. It's obviously something that they have thought about and something that they, you know, they don't, they're not going to go into this thinking we're just going to go play basketball and it's going to be really fun and everybody will have fun. I mean, they've, this is something they're talking daily testing. They're talking, I mean, you know, that's why they're doing a bubble with no fans. And there's, there's a lot of the things that they're doing that yeah. 
and they can't limit, like they've already just kind of confessed that like we can't limit travel outside of the area, you know, but everybody's going to be in the same spot and they're going to be getting daily tests. And here's the, like the other side of this is they're going to be, this is, this is crazy in the weeds. And I get that. Um, there are going to be teams like because of the potential for antibodies creating some sort of immunity. Like if your team has had any sort of like they had four Lakers that had the coronavirus before this all fell apart, you know, and, mm-hmm. or the nets and like, there are going to be teams that have more immunity from the virus than other teams, which is another weird dynamic. Like if 80% mm-hmm. of your team had it, you quarantine for 14 days and then you, you have herd immunity among your team, you know, which is kind of insane to think about, but mm-hmm. um, it's just going to be, here's the deal. This is, this has kind of been my, my epiphany, if you will, about, the coronavirus going forward is at this point, the initial response was to flatten the curve, to limit the overwhelming of the medical system. At this point, it's mitigating risk, right? So the whole game at this point is because life has to progress. Um, There's enough things going on that would say that the cost to our mental health, the cost to our economy, the cost, all of that are, enormous if we don't figure out not that you just go back to everything's normal but you go back and you say all right so what do we do to move forward in a way that mitigates risk so that's what the nba i mean the nba doesn't want anybody there's nobody that has a better reason to not have this become an outbreak than the nba like that's what the nba is all about is how do we mitigate the risk for our players not to mention like last night, the big conversation that's going on is how do we, we lower the risk for our coaches? You know, you have coaches that are in that age range where they're going to be more susceptible to um, the, the worst parts of this coronavirus. Um, and so what do you do with that? And the NBA is, I, I promise you, if, if you're thinking about it, Adam Silver in the NBA is thinking about it on a level that we can't even fathom. Like, and they also have the means to think about it in a way that we can't, where they're going to have medical teams that are, that have already informed the way they're going to move forward. And then you have private laboratories that are going to be ready for on-site nonstop testing, let alone, let alone that you may even have the potential for antigen tests by the end of July uh, or by mid July that can tell you quicker with less invasive methods of gathering specimens, you know? So there's all sorts of variables and the NBA is going to be on the cutting edge of all of this. Um, because they have the financial means and the reasoning to be on the, the, in the midst of that thing. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just, it's just something I've, you know, been thinking about. No, it's real, man. Because, you know, right now everyone's kind of forgotten about, uh, coronavirus because there's, you know, a lot more important stuff going on right now. And some of that includes big, big gatherings of people. Yes. And so I think two weeks from now is I, I'm a little worried about it and, and to say that like it's something I constantly think about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's it is a legitimate fear or anxiety for sure. And I think the league has has to handle it in the right way. Because if they don't, I mean what the the NBA is very conscious of public relations. Yeah, And what a public relations nightmare would it be if 30 players got the coronavirus in round one and they had to shut it all down? 
I mean, that oh, yeah. would be an absolute nightmare. So, I mean, they have been working pretty tirelessly since the NBA shut down to figure out how can we get this back going? How can we do it safely? How do we execute this? I mean, that's that's why it's it's taken a while for them to come up with a, even a plan. Tayshawn? I have a fix. I have a fix if that happens. Yeah. So say, say a team, you know, half their team gets coronavirus in the first eight games. Well, what you do is you have a group of free agents, players that are retired, not in the league, overseas, <laughs> whatever, and they're ready to go. And you yes. can kind of pick pick out of them. So we might be seeing as white bikes. We might be seeing return of Jamario Moon. I'm just saying you have these players that are tested and they're ready to go and you just throw them on a team. I've been so pumped for the return of Jamario Moon. Jamario Moon, who, <laughs> who I saw at a mall in Atlanta years ago. Whoa. And I talked to him. You recognized Jamario Moon. I did. It was great. It was good times. You're a freak. I am a freak. You're a freak. I know. We established that. The Last Dance documentary has brought up the ongoing debate that no one will ever win. Is Michael Jordan the GOAT? Is LeBron the GOAT? One thing we do know for sure is that Manscaped is the goat for men's grooming. Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene. Because of their ceramic blade and skin-safe technology, your snags will be reduced while designing your own triangle offense down under. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with a new and improved lawnmower 3.0 water-resistant cordless body trimmer, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag for you to use when you're done quarantining. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with the free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code, all one word, THEATHLETIC. So before we move on, I do want to talk a little bit about something that we'd like to do as a podcast and that we would like to do as a community. Uh, that is down to dunk. And we would like to, to give to, to an organization that is going to help move things forward. And the organization that we have chosen is the Urban League of Greater Oklahoma City. So the Urban League of Greater Oklahoma City was established in 1946 as an affiliate to the National Urban League and the United Way Partner Agency. And their mission is to assist African Americans, other minorities, and the poor to achieve social and economic equality. And I cannot imagine a, a better organization to give to in, you know, today, June 5th, 2020. And so we are all going to be giving uh, a portion of what we make from the athletic. Uh, and this, we're, we're going to be giving what we make from the athletic this month to that. And we'd like to give you guys the chance to give as well. So look out on uh, our Twitter account at down to dunk to see um, a link to where you can give, and then we will give a big donation to them. And so if you'll just look out for that, we are going to be executing that over the weekend. So any anybody else want to say something? Yeah, I think that we had this, uh, I mean, I think a majority of people that are paying attention to what's going on in our, our world, but more specifically here in our country with the uh, – killing of George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery. It's just a, such a long list of um, African-American men right. and women who have right. uh, 
faced police brutality and have lost their lives. And, and one of the things I've been saying, it's hard is, is sometimes when we elevate the importance, like the Black Lives Matters movement, is sometimes when we elevate the importance of African-Americans in our community is we feel like we have to be anti somebody else. Um, So when you elevate the need for some sort of larger conversation about uh, police treatment of African-Americans at the same time, like you can recognize that there is a value and a love for police officers as well. Like it doesn't have to be an either or kind of line of thinking where it's not, doesn't mean you're either for them or against them, but it means that, Hey, we just recognize that there needs to be a way that we can move forward where uh, we deal with some of the ways that, that the system is rigged against um, African-Americans here in our culture. So as we watch all of this kind of unfold, I, I know that all of us who at least are trying to be sensitive to the world around us, we can say, we want to do something. And, and I just confess as, as a, a, a white American is that I feel really handy, uh, handcuffed in the midst of this where I don't know really what to do. And so we just simply said, Luke actually just said, Hey, we should give, um, what we make this month from the athletic as a podcast to some sort of organization. And it was pretty quick that the four of us were all like, yep, 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 yep. And so we did a little research and uh, it seems like this organization is one that's local, which is really important to us, but is also doing a tremendous amount of good for the community that is um, that has historically dealt with the most uh, oppression from from our country and from people here. So, Taylor, what about you? Any other thoughts you want to throw out there? Um, I mean, I, I just want us to be clear in that uh, we recognize that the, you know, the protests are specifically about police brutality towards black Americans. And, um, and that's all, I just wanted that to be out there and clear and say that. So, yeah, it's good. Um, yeah. And what I, what I would also put in the reason I thought like, you know, it's important. Oh my gosh, this is my alarm to go uh, to work. So I have to leave after this, but, um, okay. But what I would say is that it is, what we do as a podcast is only possible because of the blood, sweat, and tears of primarily black men that we, that we are fans of specifically the Oklahoma city thunder, but the NBA in general. And that, um, you know, we just, we just have privileges that, that we, you know, that that are hard to articulate, but that we don't have to deal with the things that, that, you know, black kids did growing up. And I, I just want to do something. And I, I don't want to just, you know, the statements feel like there's, if there's just a statement there, there's nothing behind it that there, there's more that we can do. And so I think it's important that we put money towards something that are doing something with this. And so if our listeners want to do something too, and feels like, you know, I could do more, uh, I I've particularly felt like that. I thought we've got to give money to someone. And so, um, that's why I thought it was important and just important to say, um, you know, because black lives matter. And at this point, um, big things are happening in our country and important things and it's going to have to last a lot longer than this and and an organization um 
like the one we're giving money to is best suited we feel to do that and and to make decisions that you know we we don't really know how to make and so mm-hmm. that's what i'd say mm-hmm. yeah and so there's four major areas that they give to and try to promote is workforce and career development education and family development housing and financial literacy uh community convening and social justice so those are the type of things that they that they promote and uh, if you disagree with that i really don't know what to tell you yeah and i think that's the the thing that i would just want to emphasize is um there are going to be people that maybe listen to this or come across this in some manner and would just challenge us to stay in our lane. You know, I subscribe to this podcast to listen to content about X, Y, or Z, and I don't want to hear this here because it's this escape or whatever it is for you, or you just fundamentally disagree with it, which either way, what I would say is that there is no lane when it comes to equality Um, is, is we have at least some platform it may be a platform where a thousand people listen to a download or listen to a podcast, or um, we just have at least some sort of connection. And we would feel massively irresponsible if we didn't utilize that platform in a way that advocates for justice here as a people. And we're not going to do this every week. It's not some sort of whack-a-mole for the next major you know, thing that we're going to have to be outraged about. But what we do see is that this is a long history for as long as our country has been around where African-Americans in our community have been uh, oppressed, mistreated, and not had equal footing. And it's just something that anybody that has a platform should be standing up and saying something. And so, uh, you know, most of you all that are listening have a long history with us. And so just know that, that we don't do this lightly. And, and we have all yeah. felt, there's been a lot of texts that have come across in our own conversation where we all just feel an immense amount of heaviness for what's going on. And I think Luke, you, you're right, man. Like, there are a lot of people um, that that make money because of what a, a predominantly African American league does that night to night, the life that they pour out there, um, and so we don't take that lightly either. And so we we just want to use this platform and our voices to do something to advance at least some part of the conversation. Yeah, I think that you know, especially with a lot of people and um, silent, you know us not saying anything silence speaks volumes and so you've got this is you know it's time when you've got to step up and say something you know if you've you know changed your instagram photo to a black square great but that's that you know there's that doesn't do anything to actively help people and that's just what we're trying to do and you know and, and it's hard because, you know, we each have our, and everyone listening has their own separate views on exactly, you know, what's going on, how best to help. But, um, you know, everyone that's listening to this likes, obviously likes the Thunder and likes the NBA. And you've just got to think, um, you know, they're, they're in the same thing. You're liking this product that um, is, you know... Base, is based on, you know, the hard work that uh, African Americans have put in their whole life, and that you know those lives haven't been easy. And so, um, we've—I just thought we had to do something, say something. I think it's really important. Totally agree. Totally agree. I'm on the L train. Uh, okay, you guys want to go to some Twitter questions? As the L man, L man has to leave the station and go to work. Okay, 
Peace out, L man. But uh, but I love you guys. Love you, dude. Choo choo. Uh, okay. Right now, it's just I me. don't love you. It's just me and Tayshawn. You don't love him. Uh, okay, nope. this question actually comes from the YouTube comments section. So if we have a, a show on YouTube, uh, I'm monitoring the comments currently, and I have a, a TQ from Blake Phillips. His question is, do you think it's A, possible for Andre Robertson to get back for the playoffs, and B, will he make an impact at all? Or will Billy just stick with what he's got so far? Peak Dre hmm. was a game changer, but who knows? I don't know. We don't. We don't even know that what Robertson would be if he came back. What it'll be? Two years? Yeah, two calendar years. Two years. So does he think it's? Does he? So he's asking, do I think it's possible? I have no idea if it's possible. Also, I have no idea if it will help the team or not. I mean, if he's if he's healthy. And he gets minutes. I don't see how it wouldn't help the team. Yeah. Um, but does he? You know, I think being able to play those first eight games would be a really big deal. Yeah. For the playoffs, but not playing those and then jumping into the playoffs and trying to figure out where Robertson fits in with this team that is completely different. I mean, this isn't like you know he was gone for two years, but Russ is still the leader of the team, so he kind of has an idea of the feel or how the game flow is going to be. Like this is like a completely different team. I'll put it. I'll put it this way: the last time that Andre Robertson played an NBA game, Carmelo Anthony was the starting power forward for the Thunder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is not the Thunder he left. <laughs> I mean, so uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I would say it's it's difficult. I would lean toward that he's not going to play for a lot of reasons. Uh, he said he was a full go on on media day. Remember that? And yeah. so he's he is a very positive person. And I can identify with that. I'm a very positive person as well. And sometimes our positivity can can overwhelm reality a little bit. And I think that that maybe happened with Dre. And so he acts like he's ready to go. He's said that on a podcast. He said that on a, a show that came out of the University of Colorado. and So he thinks he can play. Now, will the Thunder play him? I don't know. If they do play him, I think it will absolutely be helpful because where the Thunder's biggest deficit is on the wing. Mm-hmm. You know, the guys that are... The, the Thunder don't really have a big wing to play. I mean, Lou Dort, who who thinks of himself as a point guard, is essentially their big wing that they start. <laughs> yeah. And then Terrence, yeah, Fer- he's the one he's guarding Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, and so like Terrence Ferguson is another one of those guys. And Terrence is is taller than Dort, but doesn't have the size that Dort has. So I mean, it's, I mean, it would be it would be great if you can just throw him on as essentially like a free agent signing. I just I won't believe it until I see him on the court and playing. I think he, now, he could make wrong? a tremendous I, impact, though. Andrew, am I wrong to think that he... I thought I listened to a Billy Donovan interview where he mentioned that Dre was ready and then had some sort of setback early on in training camp and just couldn't get to where yeah. he needed to be. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, it's true. So, I mean, I, dude, this is, number one, apparently a 
really, really, really devastating injury that I just didn't realize the severity of a patellar tendon tear rupture. Yeah. Um, because this is a longer, this is longer than an Achilles return. Maybe not John Walls, but this is other this people. is longer. This is longer than Sean Livingston was out of the league. Yeah, <laughs> his leg was in half. Yeah, well, and so it's just it's said, so crazy to he me. He said multiple setbacks, so it's not just one injury. It's it's multiple. Uh, Did he have some loose stitches? <laughs> he had some loose. Oh stitches. God, he a, that's he had, he had a screw that was irritating. Oh man! Oh my God! That's nightmare fuel. <laughs> that is nightmare fuel. It's totally nightmare fuel. <laughs> but when it comes to Dre, I don't know. I would just, I would assume he's not going to play. And then if he does, wow, that's awesome. Because if they do have to play the Clippers or the Lakers in the second round, because the Thunder yeah. are definitely, definitely making the second round. Um, well, let's say they draw the Rockets in the first round. Uh, you're going to want a guy like Andre to throw out there on one of those guys because I'm afraid that that Dort and Terrence Ferguson would foul out in the first 10 minutes of the game if they play they play the Rockets in the play. Oh is my there, god. Is there anybody anybody that would benefit more from cuz here's what's crazy. If the season really starts kicking back in in June, right as far as practice and all those different things, which is what it looks like, that's a a 3 month break. From yep. the end of basketball to the restart of basketball. Yeah. Um, is there anybody, which is kind of like an off season. I mean, it's a little shorter than an off season, but is there anybody in this tournament or this, this 22 teams that are coming back that benefits more than the trailblazers for this time off? Yeah. I mean, you could point to the rockets as a team that benefits as well. Just simply from just rest. Yeah. I mean, PJ Tucker gets to, gets to rest and yeah, not good just point. get, destroyed for the rest of the regular season and then you have to play him heavy minutes in the playoffs. So I mean if the Rockets I just make think a adding Zach Collins and Nurkic to your team. Although it creates a whole somebody uh it was Pelton again or maybe it was Zach Lowe that mentioned it does create some odd dynamic though whenever you're like so does do Hassan Whiteside and Carmelo Anthony go to the bench? How does that work for them? Yeah, I mean it's it's helpful to the Blazers for sure, but they're still missing. I mean, Rodney Hood can't play, so that's they're still missing a lot. I mean, certainly is John Wall on, coming back on the wing. He's a lot not, of questions here. He is definitely not. What about Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant is Ooh. is not gonna play probably. <laughs> what about Jamario Moon? Jamario Moon yeah. is, is definitely already in Orlando. Okay. He's, he's gearing okay. up. He's ready. He's he's in the pool of clean players. He is. <laughs> he's just there waiting he's for, his, for his shot. He's in his you know there are some of those guys that are like, listen, here's what we need you to do. We're going to rent you a hotel room. We're going to provide you meals. You just can't talk to anybody, see anybody, or do anything for the next three months while we – because we may potentially need you. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. I would do it. Come on. I'll sit in a hotel room for three months if the Thunder are like, hey, listen – our whole entire team's out. We need you. Yeah. Jay, in. Let's do this. Jay, are you just describing your greatest dream? Are you just <laughs> yeah. describing... Sorry, uh, where am I? What's happening? I thought it was... <laughs> that was not the question, Jay. This is not describe your greatest dream. Uh, Don't so, go to the Skins League, guys, before they go to you, Jay. Sorry. Gosh, they'll go to about a billion people before they would go to me. Yeah. Some people have, are legit, and there's, a, there's obviously a reason for concern about 
contracting the coronavirus even while in Orlando. But don't you think that, I mean, some of these guys are so driven and can be just so crazy about, you know, winning that a competitive advantage is don't go anywhere, stay on property, don't go anywhere. And like, I think we'll probably hear about uh, LeBron James, you know, never left his like, hotel room area he had yeah food dropped off at the door he did all the you know he he was committed to not getting this they better be doing some you know what i intense mean intense documentaries for yeah this. well lebron won't even let them in so don't true, even true, true, true. don't even come near me don't you, i mean i uh, think that's lebron a, will only let documentarians in so here's my question <laughs> yeah, do they true. is it and, and I don't know all the details, and I'm not sure anybody really knows all the details. Yeah. Do you have to stay on that campus is my question. No. Like, In the sense of like, you know what I would do if I was LeBron James, truthfully, is I would bring my family and I would rent, I would long-term rent some oh, sort of house right Oh, do you have to right stay and yeah. sleep? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think you do. Okay. I'm saying like that's more controllable than a hotel room, you know, where it's like you have people all day that come through there and clean it or whatever. Well, I have heard people talk about that and that they will probably not have people come in, you know, and clean every day. And isn't it wild also to think that there's going to be, and and maybe I'm making this up, but from what I heard also is if it did take on the bubble kind of perspective, kind of idea, yeah, is that people that are working in those industries would also have to be bubbled during that time yeah have for to. sure which that's crazy you yeah. know we're starting to get that's more wild. identity or more idea of how coronavirus spreads and mm-hmm. you know hopefully the real hope in the midst of all of this is there's some sort of seasonality to it which it it's hard to tell if we're seeing that or not but yeah. some sort of seasonality to it to where it at least has some sort of downtick during the months that really it would match the months that the NBA is getting back together yeah. and before it ramps potentially back up in the fall to winter. And so yeah. that's the hope. And then it just like everybody's risk is way lowered. Um, but we just don't know, man, this thing is, this is the first time we've ever dealt with it. So we have no idea what it's going to look like. Yep. Uh, before we move on to our next TQ, I just want to run through the teams that could possibly make the eighth seed and discuss who we think. Oh yeah. Come on. Sons, so, let's do it. So, Memphis Grizzlies are 32 and 33, and they have a three and a half game lead on the ninth seed Portland Trailblazers. So it's Memphis, Portland, New Orleans, Sacramento, San Antonio, and Phoenix. And Phoenix is a full six games back of the eighth seed, which just, I mean, that's that's what I mean. The Blazers were the only team that voted no, and I assume they voted no because they're like, "Why do we have to invite Phoenix and Washington <laughs> to this?" It was way less about themselves. Yeah, it was more of just like just understanding that these teams are so far apart, and it's possible that Washington gets within four games of Orlando or of Brooklyn, and I mean that's not impossible. And the play-in, I hope that we get a play-in for both conferences because I think it would be really, those games would be really fun. The pressure would be immense. I mean, imagine if you got a Grizzlies-Blazers play-in. If you were to guess, on average, how many days people in the U.S. have to wait to see a doctor, what would you say? A week, maybe? Actually, on average, people have to wait around 29 days to see a doctor in major U.S. cities. Basically, a month. If you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction 
you want to treat that ASAP. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of your home. Roman makes it convenient to get your treatment that you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone or computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. If the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime that you have questions or you just want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments and you can cancel anytime. So if you've struggled with ED, go to GetRoman.com forward slash down to dunk for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com forward slash down to dunk for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. Well, imagine if you got a Pelicans Grizzlies playing. Yeah. I'd rather the Pelicans be that nine seed than the Blazers. I'm t- I just Ooh, we know what the Blazers sure. are, whatever. Or, so Pelicans Grizzlies playing, and then you have uh maybe you have Pelicans against LeBron the first round too. That That'd would be, be amazing. That's the NBA's dream, truthfully. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You could have Blazers Pelicans playing. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I think the Grizzlies also are a team that gets healthy, uh, which, you know, having Jaron Jackson and Brandon Clark back is helpful. Yeah, uh, it is. And I'm just excited to see Jaw and high stakes. Man, that's going to be fun. Yeah. I really like that guy. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who steps up because those the pressure on those teams is crazy. Not some, I mean, it'll be, what are the Lakers, if the Lakers clinch, I mean, they don't have to win that many games to clinch the first seed. Are they going to be playing all of their guys? I the, think the only reason they games? would be playing, the only reason I think they'd be playing everybody is because of that tuning up. But yeah. so maybe it's maybe they everybody's playing, but maybe instead of AD playing thirty plus minutes, he's playing twenty. You know, he yeah. starts the game, plays five minutes, comes out. You know, like that's what I could see more than people sitting legitimate games. You don't think they need more rest? <laughs> right. But I, I could almost see Adam Silver like this wouldn't be something that would probably become public. But like if you all rest people, mm-hmm. I'm going to fine your team a million dollars. <laughs> you know, but like, hey, yeah. this this you have eight games. You have eight games that you have to play your entire roster that yeah. unless there's a legitimate injury. Like I could see some memos going through like I will kick I will send your team to Seattle if you rest players. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I heard this one. Do you think there's do you think they're gonna be able to send do you think they're gonna broaden the rosters to where it's not as limited? What do you mean? You know, or I, I can't remember what was it, fourteen players or thirteen players that you can have on our active roster? Like would they oh, broaden the that to bring in sixteen or something like that? Oh, to do like the full fifteen. Like everybody yeah. can come with you. Maybe. I don't know. Just a thought. It's I'm it's possible. You don't uh, so know. Who, Have you not talked to Adam Silver? <laughs> I Adam, I've left him a few messages. He hadn't called me back yet. Who? So who do we? Who would be our best bet to make the eighth seed in the West? Jay. Portland. Tayshawn. I don't want to say that, but I think it's Portland. Yeah, I, Portland probably, but that's like the last team that we want, especially in these special conditions. Like, I just don't want to watch. That's so normal. I do want to watch the Pelicans or the Pelicans give that a shot though. So maybe the, my hope is the Pelicans, but right. reality is the Portland. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. The Pelicans or even, you know, 
I'd rather watch the Grizzlies just get completely annihilated by the Lakers just to watch, <laughs> just to watch these young guys in the playoffs. I don't want to watch Lillard. That could feel that could Mello. feel very Thunder. Like, oh man, they gave the Lakers a game. You know, like right. hey, they yeah. gave them a few games and made them, you know, at least sweat a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, so who's who would be <laughs> here's. Is it there? Is there any question that the team you would least like to see get the eight seed is the Spurs? Oh, oh God! You don't want to see four games of Jakob. But like, think about this: you would rather see the Suns play the Lakers than the Spurs. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think so for sure. I, what about I really, the Kings? I'd rather see. Yeah, definitely rather yeah. see the Kings. Definitely, De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, yeah. buddy. I don't. I don't want to have conversations during the first round of. Do we really think, you know, do we, do we really think that this is the last stand for for Lamarcus and Demar? Is this the last stand? Are they going to bring it back? Are they going to run it back? It's going to be the last I, stand. Last like stand? if they're the, if they're the eight seed, LeBron would just be cackling to himself because <laughs> Demar is his son at this point. It's so true. He's just completely destroyed Demar in every way. This is so true. That is so true. He is the reason DeMar was traded to San Antonio. Is there any team that was probably less excited that the NBA invited them to come to this team, this tournament, or this uh, play and stuff, than the Spurs? You th- there's no way the Spurs weren't like just sitting back going, dang it. Well, we don't even know if they're going to allow Pop to travel with them. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. They may not let... For real. They talked about that last night, is that they, they may not let coaches that are 65 or older come wow so that affects the rockets and the spurs and the pelicans the rockets oh my god i didn't even think about that yeah langton tony is he's pretty old yeah, well and isn't there isn't their assistant their next assistant coach pretty old too i don't know but Maybe who am I thinking? I mean, really, who is coaching that team, anyways? Right? Yeah, and also, you know, I wanted to talk about um, all these teams. Oh, this is what I wanted to talk about: all the teams with younger players. Mm-hmm. So you know that you know the off season between their rookie and sophomore year, and they can get a lot. A lot happens during that off season. Now I yeah. know a lot happens specifically with trainers and with teams. Like, hey. Great job this year, but here's some really specific things to work on. Like your yeah. shot this summer. That's all you're going to do. Yeah. But I think also one of the benefits is being away from games and being able to actually emotionally and mentally process what that experience was yeah. and coming back more confident, just knowing what it is now. So, you know, you look at a guy like Baisley who was playing pretty regular minutes and he kind of gets an off season before he comes back in Orlando. For sure. Same, with, Zion. Yeah. Same with Ja. Yeah. You know, not so much with Zion because he only played like what fifteen games before. Yeah. But you, you know, I think these teams with young players actually have a little bit more of an advantage coming off of three months of not playing. There's no doubt. I mean, they they have this is their the start of their second year essentially. Yeah. And that's that's for real, and yeah, I think it's a huge benefit to a lot of the young guys. I mean, Brandon Clark and Baisley. And Zion and Jaw and all those guys for sure, and, 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 and even like even Luca can look yeah. back 
you have a, a chance to kind of digest what what do we just do? How can I get better? And for sure, the teams sat down and, and looked at all that and said, here's what you should work on. And here's what we need you to do with your body to take the next step. I mean, That's what I was going to say with your body. Like, we we're talking about who's the Thunder's big wing. Well, it might just be Baisley. I mean, I mean he's look, he's put on pounds. Mm-hmm. He already had pretty good defensive instincts and was getting much better defensively yeah. toward the end of this season. Like, it might be him. You look at how much bodies have shifted. Look at James Harden. That's like a different dude. And it might not benefit them that James Harden had this offseason to lose. Look, It looks like 20 pounds he lost. Yeah. No, I mean, he, he looks very thin and <laughs> won't be able to take the beating that he did before and yeah. clearly won't be but as he good. can also be so blazingly fast. But no, it might be no. better. James Harden? Have you ever thought of James Harden as blazingly fast? Well, maybe because he was carrying about 15 to 20 LBs, man. <laughs> he was never that fast in OKC, though, and he wasn't carrying No, he's he's all he, – I mean, he's he's – Always been more. I mean, it's like Shea a little bit, truthfully. Like, you would never think that yeah. Shea would go out there and win a foot race, but the dude just can get to the bucket. The bucket. Yeah, yeah he would never beat me in a race, Shea. <laughs> yeah. Foot race. I tried to run the other day. I haven't run really consistently in a long time because yeah. <laughs> we have problems. Anyway, I've never felt so uncoordinated and unhealthy as when I tried to run. I was like, so hard footed and just it's bad. Me and Shea would be a really. There's a lot of impact on your body. A lot running, of impact man. on your body. Of, running. Yeah. That's why I've just decided I'm not going to even walk anymore. Yeah. That's a good idea. You know, I, I played no. with my kids in the pool and the next morning I wake up and I'm like, Oh, my body. <laughs> what happened to me? In the pool? Me? It's so Dude, sore. Yeah, man. Were you like throwing them around? Yeah. Oh probably. yeah. I mean, Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, Asher's eight, Archie's six. Arden is who's one is all about the pool. Who's all about the pool. This most recent spell here in Oklahoma has never made me want to begin to dig a hole in my backyard more. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not in Oklahoma, it's been, I mean, it was a hundred degrees yesterday and all I could think of is man, it'd be tight to be just like lounging in a pool. In a pool. I know. Man. It's glorious. I know. Uh, questions from our listeners. Uh, this is from at Jess two, four, three, seven. Will this season shift the NBA season's dates for years to come? I don't think that's completely defined, but I think that it probably will, and I think that this is something the NBA has thought about for a long time. You think it shortens the season, or it just starts later and ends later? Starts later, ends later. Yeah. Uh, At D-Tally Live, there is scuttlebutt that there will be alterations to the CBA. Since OKC never comes out on the good side of CBA changes, what are the most creative ways that the CBA changes could screw over OKC? Um, league retraction? <laughs> Here's the way that I think it could legitimately screw over the Thunder, is if they somehow mess with the lottery odds even more. Yeah. To where there's no advantage to tanking at all. And there's no way to really control your draft pick. To me, that that would be the ultimate screw over for OKC, whose mission from here on out is to one, get great players, and two, get those great players through the draft and then just be completely screwed over and say, yeah. Everybody that's in the lottery 
have equal odds. <laughs> and then you're just like, no, <laughs> we've tried so yeah. hard. There's just not really any financial. The Thunder are going to, before you know it, be one of those teams that's able to absorb contracts without having to, yeah, like trade anybody away. Like they're going to have millions of dollars. Now, <clears throat> I think the amount could shift based on some of the collective bargaining here in the near future in the sense of like when they used to, like, cause you got to think once they get Steven, you know, either Steven off the books or Steven reduced in the salary, Schroeder's gone, Chris Paul may be gone. I mean, that's your 40, $50 million back into your kind of pool of money. Now they could lessen what the sound, which it feels like the salary cap is going to lessen uh, in, in, in doing so. I think what you'll see is, you know, like that gap will change, but the Thunder are a few seasons away from being one of those teams. It's like, oh, you have a contract that you signed that was really bad. Now, here's the deal: is those contracts are going to be less and less. Yeah. Um, the Evan Turners and Alan Crabb contracts from the 2016, like you're not going to see that kind of really bad contract. Mm-hmm. But that's always been a part of the NBA, and that's how teams like the Thunder rebuild. Is hey, we'll take your Kurt Thomas contract and some form of pick compensation, you know, or something else. And so that's where the Thunder are going to be. And so I think the only thing you can see with collective bargaining is if there's anything that kind of restricts any of that, or if they've talked about it, I think uh, another, uh, oh gosh, what do they call it? Where you can just cut basically people. Amnesty. uh, Amnesty. Like if they did something like that, that could potentially backfire against the Thunder um, in the sense that that limits their ability to take back some of those players. But other than that, I can't think of much because the Thunder aren't going to be a tax team, you know, for the next five to 10 years, maybe. That's true. That is true. Uh, Next question from Matt D. Tally live. Uh, If the NBA gives the home team one player to have seven fouls, who would you designate to have seven fouls? And would it depend on the matchup? Could you change it each each game, or do you pick one player? Let's just say that's the player. Let's that's just say they got. have to pick one player. Okay. Who would you? I choose? like Chris Paul having seven fouls. If Chris Paul can just poke at the ball all game, <laughs> I like that. You know how many times Chris <laughs> Paul has fouled out in a game this year? None. Zero. I know, but like, think of how much more he would play a little more aggressively. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I think Steve is the best answer or Dort or Ferguson, like one of the wing guys. But yeah. Steve is always the one I feel like in my mind is closer to foul trouble. Yeah, how many times uh, Steven Adams has fouled out this season? Once. Zero. Ferguson's fouled out, I think. Once. Dort but has I fouled just, out. I just think you have to be a little bit Basely. more strategic with it. Yeah, who, led the, like, who led the team in fouls, uh, foul out games? I'm looking at, I'm looking at Dort real quick. Uh, Ferg has a ton of five foul games where you would just guess that they just held him out. But okay, here's my question: What? How does it benefit us to give someone like Ferg seven fouls? Dort once. It's not like these are players that. I'm listening, Taylor. Yeah. Well, I was just saying it's not like these are players that like. Oh no, Ferg has five fouls. That completely changes the game. Basley's never had five fouls in a game. That's why I think it's Steve. Yeah, it's Steve. If it's Steve, Steve gets or in foul trouble. You're like, yeah, you can, I agree. I mean, now, Nerlens 
makes you feel way more confident in what that second unit looks like. But Steve does so much for the defense outside of just the blocking and the, you know, the stuff that Nerlens does rim protection wise, mm-hmm. but it has yeah. to be Steve to me, but I just like Chris Paul having seven and he knows he has seven. Yeah. He'll just, he he'll so play in some. Yeah. 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 I don't disagree with you, Taylor. I think Chris Paul is definitely the one as well because he can play more aggressively on defense. Yeah. <laughs> there's with that said, there's no way that this happens. Um, Andre Robertson, Andre. Robertson, no, it's a, seven. it's a really stupid idea. <laughs> there was a well foul that one time this whole season. Hey, the Thunder may may be a league leader in players that didn't foul out of games because it just didn't happen, which it seemed like in years past, that guys fouled out all the time, right? Yeah, yeah. It felt like Steven um, fouled out all the time. Shade never fouled out. It's really interesting. I, I have an idea for a home court advantage. So... If a team is home court in the playoffs, they are just the only ones that are allowed to bribe to bribe refs. The away team is not allowed <laughs> to bribe refs. What yeah. do you think? No, that's good. Uh, at Kyle Panabaker, how <laughs> out of shape will Jokic be? That, oh, that's going to be the that's going to be the whole wild card for this whole thing for me. Is you have the who's the who's the antithesis of James Harden in the midst of this like. James Harden lost 20 pounds. Somebody put on 15. Who's it going to be? Doncic is an early, early option for that one. Uh, but I do think Jokic is pretty high in there too. What if Jokic comes back like 30 pounds lighter? It was like, <laughs> oh my God, we haven't seen Jokic in three months. Look at him. Muscle watch. The GM for the for the Nuggets said that he had abs. Dude. Y'all, y'all do. They're just underneath the <laughs> layers of other things. Right. True. <laughs> the best player to gain 25 pounds would be J.J. Barea. Yeah. 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 That's There's that's part of true. me that's like, it, just so many things change where it's like, you, you, I mean, Giannis even mentioned it. He's like, I don't have a basketball goal at my house. Like, I, you know, when you have access to a gym nonstop, like, yeah, normally, uh, I just wondered, you know, what guys had gyms at their house? Like who has a regimen and how many guys that had paid chefs that used to cook their meals to make sure that they're eating what they needed to eat? How much of that changed over the course of this time? Like it's, that's, that's, and that's also why there's such a long takeoff for this, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's over a month and two weeks that they're going to be getting ready to play for, you know, six weeks. You're going to be, you can do some pretty get in shape work for six weeks. Yeah. No, I, I don't think it's going to be a huge problem. I would, I would actually be surprised if it was a huge problem. Um, but Jokic is definitely a candidate. <laughs> I, I, have yeah, a, right. I have a friend, <laughs> I have a friend, Derek, that's a Nuggets fan. He texted me yesterday that he is very worried about Jokic's <laughs> condition. Uh, at trust the void since home court doesn't matter. Don't you sort of want our first round pick this year? So, according to tankathon.com, the Thunder, in order to keep their pick, will have to, it has to be 20. And so the Thunder, the, the Rockets would have to pass the Thunder, and Philly would have to have a better record than the Thunder at the end of all of this. 
So those are the two teams that need to jump the Thunder. And the the Rockets have the same record as the Thunder, so that's obviously an easy one. And then the Sixers are 39 and 26, and the Thunder sit at 40 and 42. So theoretically possible for that to happen? Yeah. Uh, For me, it's a matchup thing. If you can pull the Jazz, that's what you want. Yeah. I would like, here's yeah. who I don't want to play in the first round, the Lakers and the Clippers. So avoid the seven and the eight, and then throw it all in a bag. I don't really care at that point. What about Houston? I, I don't want to play them just because it would be just emotionally exhausting, <laughs> but it would be a fun, I mean, it would not, no, I'm not even thinking it would be fun. I don't think I would enjoy that at all, actually. <laughs> uh, Alan underscore Miller 12. What train are we riding to Orlando? The A plane. <laughs> the A plane. We're not even going on. We're the taking the A plane. Just flying high on the A plane. I do think it's unfair. I feel like I wanted to say this is it's unfair that Luke gets so much of the blame. The L train was really strong for many, many weeks. I will leading qu- up to I will quote Taylor. Week. Was there ever an L train? Was there? Jay, because what we're seeing right now is um, uh, we thought it was the L train. L train joins our team, literally provides zero help. And Andrew is just smoking us. <laughs> I think Andrew was being a really good friend and making it seem like it was the L train. The good thing is we know Luke will never listen to this. Yeah, he That's will never true. listen. You can say whatever you want right now. Get it. You can yeah. get it all out before week two. I was so disappointed. I was like seriously disappointed. I was like, uh, "Hello, what's the point of you to be here?" You remember when he was like, uh, "I think this was Matt Barnes," and this week it was like, "Tag, it's Tag, the movie Tag." Yeah, the the first week he decides to not be googling all these answers is when he's <laughs> on our team, Jay. God dang! <laughs> I told him to Google them before the before this all started. Anybody start researching these years. Keep, keep stay on Google. Just stay. You can do that Gosh. for them too. You can do that for them too. I told them. We're taking so, the A plane though to Orlando. Listen. Uh last question from at Bangelope. Top five board games. Whoa. Top five board games. There's one called uh we called it trains, but that's not what it's called. I think it's called Ticket to Ride, maybe. Yeah. That's kind of a fun game. Ticket to ride is fun. I don't like Monopoly because it is the game that never ends. Yeah. My son and I last summer played that game for five hours. <laughs> I literally owned the entire board. <laughs> the entire board. But here's what's happened is my son, he was like on the verge of bankruptcy. And there, but there was a lot of money in the community <laughs> pile or whatever it is in the middle that you can get if you get the right card or the uh-huh. right landing spot. And I was like, this is it. It's the game over. Like, I'm going to take all his money. I'm finally going to put this game to rest. Four hours in. And then he lands on it and gets, like, the community chest or whatever and made, I mean, thousands and thousands of dollars. And it was like, you just took this game and made it three hours longer. <laughs> so I threw the board in the trash. Come on, son. Man. Threw it away. What are the games? I mean, what do you play, Andrew? You're probably the one that plays the most board games. Yeah, we do some Clue Junior. That's pretty fun. Uh, we do Guess Who, which mm. is ooh, I loved Guess Who. It's a great game. Does Connect Four count as board game? Yeah, it's not a board. It's, it's not, not a board, board, but it's it is 
a in game. that classification. Yeah, it's a sl- it's a slot board. I would say it's a vertical slot board. <laughs> yeah, there's a uh, there's a Daniel Tiger game that we play that just involve it's it's a lot of like acting out scenarios and it's hilarious and a oh game. that's fun and a very 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 good game. <clears throat> you know you know life is pretty fun. The game of life, yeah. Life game is of fun. <laughs> life. I would say that both in general, but also as a board game. <laughs> okay, here's we my play, question. We play Sorry a lot. Yeah, Sorry. We a used game. to play Sorry a lot, but we don't play it as much anymore. I like Sorry. We used to play this game called Marbles, which is basically Sorry, but it's with marbles. But you try to go around the. No, it's not Sorry. What is that? Trouble. It's trouble. Trouble. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm going to start saying uh, marbles when I'm sorry about something. Marbles. No. <laughs> marbles. I'm so marbles. Oh, I'm marbles. <laughs> uh, shoots and ladders so we've played uh, a lot lately, <laughs> which can be an infuriating game for my kids, <laughs> which is really, really Maybe fun. We, we play a game called Mexican Train on with dominoes, which is a lot of fun, which is not yeah. a board game, but I like it. We also do a lot of we do a lot of cards. Too, just like a deck of cards yeah. playing yeah games. like texas hold'em and stuff yeah <laughs> yeah play a lot of that i do like a good game of uno oh yeah we play Uno's uno great well. man yeah. uno's not a board game fun. i don't think but i would just consider it in the Card same game. realm yeah you know when's the last time you guys played go fish been a long time recently it's uh yeah it's it's much more fun than i remember it being okay oh, yeah. you're like perfectly in that zone with your kids where it's like especially during the quarantine where it's like what do you want to do? Break it out. Let's do this. Yeah. Things on the table. We play Go fish. Games. Cool. Uno. Great. Yep. Yeti and my spaghetti. Let's do it. Candyland. So my brother, my brother-in-law is huge into games, like board games. Like that's his thing. Like my thing is the NBA. His thing, board games. Mm-hmm. And does he do a podcast? He should. He would, he would, he would totally kill a board game podcast for sure. But what's great about it is that for Christmas and for birthdays for both my kids, he gives them new board games every year. And so we get to play these really, really fun games that I would have no clue to go buy for them. And he, he, I mean, he legitimately reads like board game blogs and like, like ranking up board games, like the best new board games of the year and all these things. And so he's like, yeah, this one was the best game of the year for kids. And so it's uh Man. it's i'm thankful for him in many ways and that is one of them because he's he's so lucky that he has a thing because i wish that like it's so hard to think of gifts for people all the time yeah but he's just a board guy guy you literally so he just gives pottery taylor <laughs> yeah that's true, true. okay Before i do that for hands, friends you have like, an I'm, you have like the pinnacle of specific <laughs> gifts that you can make for people like, I, don't okay, that's make, a, I don't have to buy another gift again. I just make them a couple of glasses or a plate or something. So true. That's a really good point. Uh, I'm thinking specifically about my dad. I never know what to get my dad. And so I still haven't given him a birthday gift from like a month ago. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to combine Father's Day and birthday this year for him. And I have no idea what to get him. They have way too much. Like they have a lot of my stuff in yeah, their house. I'm not going to give them more pottery. Yeah. It's hard. So here's the other thing is we probably should have mentioned like games that adults play like Settlers of Catan, which apparently is like yeah. multi-generation. Have you guys played that? It, but people talk about it all yeah. the time. I've played it. It's actually super fun. And is it, I, It's really fun. And as you can probably tell from the trivia game, I get way too competitive with 
stuff like that, like outrageously competitive. Oh yeah, it's a it's a problem. That's why I don't normally do it with friends because I've there's too many friendships that have been left at the altar of board games. <laughs> I know. I know. I will. I will turn on my wife quick <laughs> in a board game. Oh, I'm sorry. We're not playing fair. Yeah, this we're is, playing to win right yeah, here. That's exactly right. I uh, function with no sympathy. Uh, thanks so much for listening to our podcast. Remember, we are going to be donating uh, money to the Urban League of Greater Oklahoma City. Uh, we'll do that probably at the beginning of next week. So we'll provide you guys with a way to donate. And probably I'll announce this again on Monday show just to give you guys some time uh, to be able to get that together. So just just be thinking about that. Just be thinking about what, what you could give. And if you've already given, great. Don't feel pressure to give uh, with us as well. But we wanted just an outlet for, for us as a show to be able to give. And then we thought, well... I mean, honestly, you guys have given to so many different causes so many. through the years yeah. that we just thought we should go ahead and open this up to where we could give a, a larger sum to them at once. So if that's something that you feel uh, feel led to give to, great. I think it's a good outlet. It's a good way to, um, like Luke said, just to do something instead of just making a social media post or changing your background picture or, you know, changing your Instagram photo or whatever. It's it's something that's actually productive. So if you would like to do that, we'd love for you to participate as well. Hope you guys and I'll have, also say oh this, yeah, if, if you're if you're a listener, sorry, if you're a listener and you have other options and other ways for people to get connected, share those with us. You can either tweet yeah. tweet to us or, or try to send us uh, an email or something like that. We just love ways to advocate in, in helpful and productive ways. And so if you have anything like that that you've been connected with or working with over the course of your life or over the last few years or last few weeks, just let us know. We'd love to just share and, and try yeah. to gather support for those things as well. We could give to multiple causes. So like we're, yeah, yeah. we're dedicated to the Urban League. Or volunteer work or, yeah. you know, we, we just, if we use need to communicate, whatever, just holler at us and we'll try to get that stuff out. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're not, we're, we're not always the most educated on everything. We feel like this is a good cause, but if you're, if you have more information, we're always open to hearing. So have yeah. a great day. Stay safe. And uh, we'll talk to you guys again on Monday.